Hello and welcome to Anime Review. The filler episodes, we're not sure yet it's a working title. I am Matt, this is Andrew, and this is a podcast where we're going to talk about anime we are currently watching. We're going to be starting from the beginning of any anime we watch on this show, so feel free to watch along with us or go on ahead and enjoy. Just like all your friends, you've always tried to get into anime or that friend who's always behind on what you're watching that you really want to talk about it with, we promise to catch up eventually. Without further ado, we're going to be starting today's episode off with Season 1, Episode 1 of Demon Slayer or Kimetsu no Yaiba for all y'all Japanese viewers out there. Alright, let's fucking kick it off, Andrew. Hell yeah, let's go. Alright, well, why don't we, why don't we start about... Uh, our, our explanation of the episode mm, yeah a little brief synopsis of episode one tanjiro kamado is a humble teenage charcoal merchant living a normal life with his large family that gets blindsided by a horrible tragedy he now has to find his new path trying to rescue his sister nezuko oh god i mean starting off the art style it's been incredible I, I I genuinely can't get over how good that, like, it pops immediately in the first scene of, like, this is what you're getting into. I've always loved anime that used that whole art style of, like, we have this hyper-realism background. That's, I don't know why that's always been my favorite animation style, uh, but it presents some form of, like, you know, reality of, of, of what's going on. It's easier for me to connect with. For me, it you know, I've always had this ongoing joke where the budget you can tell by just by looking at the eyes of the <laughs> anime characters. And Tanjiro's eyes in this episode look like they are currently on fire if you look in specific frames. It's just like the purple and like I guess kind of brown that they do makes it look like it's shimmering. And that and then you're just like, Okay, this is gonna be great. Oh uh, yeah, I never thought about that. <laughs> But that that's a fucking great point. I mean, you know, I've never I've never decided to think about anime budgets on a term of eyes. I mean, it happened in other animes just like Attack on Titan season 1. You're just like, "Hey, look at that one shot of the eye." And you see the birds in the eye. You're like, "Okay." Oh yeah. Money. <laughs> <laughs> They're paying their animators well. Well, yeah, so Hopefully. We we started with seeing immediately Tanjiro and Nezuko. Yep, brother, sister, and the rest of the family. Uh, well, well, I mean, scene one was that whole like trudging through the woods with Nezuko on Tanjiro's back. Oh yes, very like the foreshadowing, I guess, is because like they later. they Tarantinoed this episode. Yeah, like a fractured storytelling at its peak, where you know, okay. We're gonna we're gonna do a bait and switch on you right in the beginning, cold open. Something bad's happening, but then something good's happening. Yeah, it's it's classic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, usually, I don't like that type of storytelling, <laughs> but I feel like they did such a good job with where they cut it, where they went and said, "Okay, well, we have that. We've exemplified it. We showed the blood in the snow alongside those, like deep foot tracks, knowing that it's like." For anyone who's ever walked through thick snow, that is a trudge, and you have someone on your back, so it's like, just exemplifying the fact that it's like, this is a struggle. Yeah, and I mean, they already started getting your, like, 
blood pressure elevated because oh my god what's happening here why is he panicking and running through the snow this is not a good situation at all yeah well i mean nezuko's got blood on half of her face and and then you know we get that bait and switch and we're like okay so everything's feel good now (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but with a title like demon slayer you can't expect things to stay happy is what i was assuming when i watched this episode for the first time oh 100 percent. i mean like that's that i mean that's how they get the point across right of being like hey like we're about to show you a nice happy life where this this kid is working hard for his family uh and to be like no i want you guys to have a good new year i felt like that was such a strong statement yeah i mean they they set it up where it goes He's the man of the household because he's the eldest. So he's helping his mom. He's helping his younger siblings. And you're like, okay, a lot of people could relate to that. There's a lot of people who have that dynamic where they're the oldest. They do a lot of stuff around the house. And he seems to be almost like a provider for them. And that's kind of a weird dynamic when you see how young he is. Well, at the same time, they threw out there like, you know, with uh nezuko coming up to him and being like oh like ever since dad passed away everyone follows you around and is being like yeah you like tandra's always kind of set that example for everyone at least since their dad passed away which does make me infinitely curious about tandra's dad oh yeah which is like what happened with him yeah well like i said cold open so they're not going to give you all that information and i'm pretty sure we don't get it for a while i mean i mean we'll have to we'll have to see as the as the anime goes on but I mean, I really liked uh I really liked the fact that they were immediately being like, "Look how helpful this guy is. Look at how great this character is." Like he comes into town, smells a pot. I mean, probably the weirdest way to be like, "Hey, our main character has a weird ability." Oh yeah, he's got the super smeller. And you're like, "That's okay. All right." And he's like, "Oh, I can smell things to safety." And you're like, that's okay whatever that means like weirdest thing for me (laughs) on that note i can kind of identify with that (laughs) because i don't know why i'm always like like i know how people smell like somebody walks in and i don't need to look i know who that is because everyone does have a scent and that's the weirdest thing for me to say to another human being that i mean that (laughs) is true from like colognes to perfumes to just general body did you did you know that they have scent training for people no totally totally (laughs) sidetracked maybe we'll get back into that later (laughs) maybe but interesting but that's a real thing in real life i was like i want to find out if they knew that was a thing and or they would just said he's gonna have a really good nose I feel like I feel like that's definitely on par with most anime being like, oh, our protagonist has to has have something that sets him apart, and being like, okay, well, what's something that's kind of mundane? Yeah, something unassuming. To but at the same, throw onto a character. But at the same time, is something that is incredibly helpful. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that that is that is helpful. Apparently, in how he lives you know he lives up in the woods so he can smell danger if he needs to yeah i never thought about it like that yeah i mean there's wilderness everywhere um you know later not spoiling anything just yet as we're going through it 
But he said, "Oh, it might have been a bear." You know, very true. But we'll we'll yeah, we'll get that, to that, that part. That is my non-spoiler version. But of I really liked I really <laughs> liked how they showed off the town, and oh, everything yeah. like that. Really gave an idea of, of their life and how simple. Well, not not only that, is. not only that. For me, it was this this idea of like, okay, I have an idea of time period. Oh yeah, no. Um, because we have power lines. Um, but we still have people using charcoal for heating. Yeah, it's just like it shows where some places have been more industrialized. Oh yeah, than which, others, so. which, which by the way, we didn't we neglected to mention the fact that uh, our main character is Tanjiro. He has a job. He sells charcoal, <laughs> and he just schleps that all over. Yeah, well, he comes down from the mountain to the village. I'm assuming he mines that. I don't know where he's getting said charcoal. Well, you make charcoal. That's can, why. Oh, yeah, that's, true. Uh, that's why he said in the right before he left to go to the town, he went and said like, "Oh, chop as much firewood as you can," because instead of instead of using charcoal to heat our home, we're gonna use wood that will then turn into charcoal. Uh, and, and that that's he why sells he sells the charcoal to the townspeople and okay so it's like full circle he's got a job a little side hustle for his family because but that's also how it used to work back in the day like if if you had a house up out in the wilderness in the woods in japan it made sense for you to cut down trees every year anyway and then you're gonna go ahead and take that excess wood turn it into charcoal for people to go and throw in their furnaces uh back in town it makes sense uh in industrial age the industrial age is happening in in this current time period in japan which is also i feel like that might be spoiling being like it's happening during the sword ban uh but that's pretty much industrialization in japan anyway so it's not really throwing too much off to be like this is the time period uh that and just Again, showing off the the art that's in the show of that hyper realistic background and being like, this is what it did actually look like back in the day in Japan, uh, which I'm a huge fan of. I mean, same. It 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 makes it feel like a period piece, and you get to see what's happening later, and that's awesome because when we explore more into the universe, obviously, you'll see how things are becoming and how some people are detached from the reality of that like there are certain characters we meet down the line that have no idea these things exist and that's kind of fun to see i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but (laughs) specifically some of our future characters i was looking at my notes to be honest with you i'm sorry (laughs) uh because i i'm i'm really excited to talk about the the next scene where he's on his way back yeah so he sells out a charcoal and that's a great thing he helps out the townspeople because he's a good guy and he's about to get his way back home but it's nighttime and obviously what happens at night you know things go bump in the night so this guy was like don't don't go you just just stay here well he straight up was like you're not going come inside my house you're not going right now because demons he says it uh yeah, demons yeah, he says it before the demons come and he's like it, it kind of feels shrugged off like an afterthought like he was like crazy old man demons whatever because what happens in this universe not a lot of people are even aware 
demons. Oh, uh, but but the the tone setting of that scene like was incredible. Yeah, it's kind of like harrowing to a point where it's like you're not going. And no, it Get was inside. <laughs> the scene the scene itself of him actually being in the house was for me creepy as shit. Um I mean for me too cuz I was I was talking about this uh with my girlfriend. It was that scene where he was smoking a pipe with his back to him. Yeah. And was just like uh it it was so and, well, bone the, chilling. The shortness of response and everything like that. It's like that's what made it so creepy, but that background music really bringing it home being like Tandra being like, "Oh, well, doesn't that mean they just come in and devour everyone?" Like they so they can't come inside, right? And he's like, "They can." But like that that tone setting for me was just so infinitely important to be like this has been one of those situations where it's like happy-go-lucky and but this is what's going on in our world there are the demon hunter core who go around killing as many demons as they can and that's and that's the whole point of demon slayer right at least i hope (laughs) i mean it would sound like that is the premise but yeah, so from what he was saying, and again, it, it felt so kind of like in passing, this dude was just like, the demons! And Tanjiro was just kind of like, what do you mean demons? Like, he's like won't they just kill anything any- anyway? And and that was kind of <laughs> like, you're like, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's called Demon Slayer. I'm expecting some demons. And I honestly, when I first watched this, I was expecting the demons to show up in the village real like near him that does make a lot of sense i was thinking that this whole first episode was gonna be a walk in the park and maybe we'd have like a little snippet at the end where like oh something happened to exclusively uh nezuko yeah i mean that would make sense because they kind of put her like maybe she said oh it was getting late and she came to help tanjiro get back home yeah or he hadn't made it home or yeah, she was getting worried you know like a good little sister yeah and and it was one of those things where it's like everyone's being like oh be careful on your journey and everything like that and the, the dangerous thing is being out in the wilderness traveling the roads especially on a snowy day but you know tanjiro s- listens to this old guy he sleeps through the night and he he gets on his way home and what happens as he's trudging back through all the snow? He says, I smell blood. And you're like, what the what? Well, 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 let's jump back for yeah. a moment when he was when he was first leaving and, and had that speech about uh, times are good right now. And, you know, bad times are inevitable, but they always come with the smell of blood. So that was a big foreshadowing moment. Ooh, yeah, I, I totally I forgot that spot. Where yeah, well, you that. mentioning yeah. mentioning the whole uh, I smell blood thing was like, oh, that, that made that connection <laughs> in my mind of like, that was a foreshadowing moment. I completely missed that in the beginning too. Oh, man, that, that that's crazy. I totally forgot that he said that. And did he say it to him or did he just say it? That was just a monologue. Loud. He said it out loud to himself where it was like, things are good that that is kind of creepier because yeah it set it up 
for us. Well, it's one of those things where it's like a curiosity for me on the part of the writers of whether or not that was supposed to be like a form of narration, like Tanjiro looking back at past events. It's possible. I mean, it was probably more for our own benefit that like the writers probably went, hmm, he should, he seemed to play a role. And honestly, I thought he was going to be more important after like the night was fine because again i thought something was going to happen in that general area near the village near him so when it just wakes up another day sun shining everything's fine and then he still has that ominous mindset like you were saying he's just like okay so bad times do come well maybe maybe that's part of his own life experience of like having lost his father and everything like that and like becoming the man of the house at a young age and being like oh okay like hard times do happen inevitably and you know it's important to enjoy the good times while they last but like i said i'm not sure if on the part of the writers that was supposed to be a narration for us um or if that was just like a monologue that had happened to been going through tanjiro's head as he was walking along I mean, yeah. But now going back to probably my favorite scene, at at least one of my favorite scenes this episode, which was that realization and actually seeing his family's been killed. Yeah, he gets home. He sees Nezuko outside, dead. I mean, covered in blood on top of... He then goes inside his home and sees the rest of his family, his brothers, sisters, and mom also dead. Like, I just I just have to give it to the voice actors. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it both in, in subbed and dubbed. And this uh, was my first time ever actually watching it in dub. I've seen it subbed, but I was like, you know, let me do the dub thing. Let me see how it holds up. And Tanjiro's voice actor is great. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, I'm, I believe the same voice actor that plays uh, the main character, my hero. Um, I haven't seen that one yet in dub, so I'm not even too sure. But I know one of our future characters' voice actors, and I'll tell you who that is later once we Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll absolutely get there, but... Uh, not to give too much away yet. <laughs> the... Uh, the, main, the main thing that, for me, like, for those voice actors of, like... I really felt that emotion come through and like having to having to hyperventilate on a microphone is fucking hard. Yeah, I mean the acting chops is there. He he like was playing such a distraught, oh my god, what is this horrific stuff happening? It's like a whole mental breakdown about to go. 100%, yeah. And then and, just like bring it back to the plot and then he finds out that you know, Nezuko's still alive. Well, but like barely. I feel like he didn't really. He wasn't sure if she was. He. I. I but, swear he assumed because of how bad it looked. Like, well, he probably assumed that because he was a state in a state of panic. But the only thing that came across was Nezuko's the only one that's still warm. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if he was bringing bringing her to like town to be like, okay, I need to get her. Oh yeah, he was running like, back to town revived. Well, to see a doctor at right. the very least. Like like oh, she's still warm, she's still alive. Maybe there's something that can happen. Oh, uh, and then 
And then on that that run back of of Tandra being like, my lungs are burning, my Gorg- legs gorgeous are gorgeous animation. Oh, the f- snowfall and like a hundred scenery. Yeah. They do like that top down view of him running through the snow, and you're like, oh, that's so cool. Well, it's really, really showing off what the anime is going to be capable of down the line. Because I feel like, well, we both know already, they're going to get a bigger budget and they're going to continue on. So, I mean, with since they have, what, three seasons now, their budget has blown up, I think, since day one. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, this is episode one. Yeah, and already the animation, the characters, the blood, the blood looks freaking awesome <laughs> oh yeah it looks like real blood <laughs> i'm like i i am kind of a gore fan sometimes especially in anime and when they do it right you're like okay that that would be as much blood as that would probably have spilt out yeah i mean i gotta we gotta give it to the animators of kometsu no yaiba yeah uh like just 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 phenomenal artwork all all the way through i i can't say a single detail for that was missed for me the whole time but uh yeah not lacking one time not one frame <laughs> at all but then follow to follow it up with the scene of nezuko now transforming on his back yeah she as they're running which by the stands. way i'm gonna throw out there i feel like could potentially be foreshadowing because there's a demon on tanjiro's back mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh but moving forward along with that, like that that scene where, you know, now he falls off a cliff and says, the snow saved me, but the only reason why I fell is the snow. So it's like being like, that, that to me is beautiful writing of saying, I'm surrounded by both a blessing and a curse. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that. That was, that was kind of super profound for like this character just suddenly being like this is the only the only reason i'm alive right now but the only reason i fell yeah yeah i mean uh and 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 soon enough we're going to uh start to see nezuko standing being healthy uh, all at, of a sudden at least seemingly yeah i mean hair um, in front of the... us she's standing there yeah poor little tanjiro is running his heart over there like you don't have to walk i got you big bros here yeah and and then you hear a guttural like growl as he gets near him as he gets near her sorry <laughs> but the heart i, I see yeah. i see your heart uh, coming out of your chest eh. <laughs> i love nezuko and I, I love tanjiro but you know he, he's running there like i got you L- like little sister of mine i got you and now before him is not his sister he even mentions it doesn't smell like her anymore well, I well that's when when she's literally on top of him. But I was just about to say she's literally standing like there, like the girl from the Grudge, like oh, hair yeah. in front of her face, absolutely pale as a ghost, and just like, oh my god, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then that that transition to you know Tandra having to defend himself against his little sister. Um, oh man, putting that axe handle in her mouth. To not get bit. 
uh, while trying to hold her off and and being like in in that moment of being under so much pressure and saying what happened oh yeah no it's it's and at that moment as he's fending her off she ends up growing and getting stronger and he's having a harder time pushing her well, away well, i feel like that's when that's when tanjiro realized this this is now out of his hands and when he started essentially pleading to nezuko telling her like you, you have to hang in there like don't get taken over by this thing you're not a demon you've always been a human you always will be one uh and i thought that was such a beautiful scene immediately following with with the music starting up and and i'm forgetting does it cut to our new character running in or do we see her tears fall first we see her tears fall first so her tears start to pour onto tanjiro and you see her fighting back well i just want to go ahead and throw out there really quick (laughs) that in that moment speaking of animated eyes her eyes went back to normal yeah they were more human-like and not so like well, like, when you, when you we got you... the shot of them just before that, when she was holding him down and she was fighting with him, she had like cat-like slits in her eyes instead of normal pupils. And also, like, you can tell also how they do it so well with the animation in the eyes of like the murderous intent, and all of a sudden the eyes of innocence. It, it's like the parallel. Well, that's what I mean about so, like the whole slits in the eyes comes to trying to animate predatory instinct because we like no cats snakes and most predatory animals that we're aware of especially animals in japan who have presented historical issues um you're looking at something that has that killer instinct you know and i think that's that's how that animation comes into play there being like she has those cat-like slits in her eyes like you said, she has that murderous intent. And that's so exciting. And you can see it, like, clear as day. Yeah, and then, but it was just so beautiful when, like, those tears were falling, Tanjiro realized himself. And that's when Tanjiro realized that it's time for him to, like, it's back in his hands so he can take action now. While we have that cut of the beautiful music happening and the cut over to our new character, Gyu. Uh, Gyu. Giyu Tomioka shows up for the first time in the show, episode one. Not going to tell you his specific role in the show, because that is later. Silent footsteps, beautiful, beautiful adornments. Yeah, he's got... Like, he's dressed excellently. You see a sword, you see a gi, you see his hair tied back, and you're just like, what is this man doing here? And before you can even think about it, before Tanjiro probably... I, I wonder if he smelt him coming. I don't think so. I think what what happened was Nezuko, Nezuko noticed him and turned up to look. And that's when Tanjiro took the opportunity to grab her by the throat off. and shove her off. And we have that beautiful moment of the sword swing coming out and cutting Tanjiro's hair as they flip over and... That massive gust yeah. from just the power, which I want to say 
really shows off how combat could be in the future. Oh, yeah. And also, to bring it back to the animators, his sword during that was the the shining object in that whole last scene there. If you look at it, it, it shows every time he's standing there, it's gleaming in, in the background. Yeah. While he is talking to them, he has it drawn. It's gleaming at his side. When they do the close-up, you can literally see the light reflect off of it as he's swinging it. It is absolutely stunning. But they make it one of the most powerful objects in that moment. Because 100%. this is the only weapon in the scene. Yeah, yeah. This is the only viable threat in this scene besides nezuko being a demon now right well now now comes the (laughs) the moment from you of being like why are you protecting it oh the calling her an it i was like the disrespect he doesn't know but he also deadpan does not care you can tell this man has done this for a while because of his demeanor just alone his demeanor so i thought it was i it was really unexpected for me to see an amount of anger in him that that like showed very shortly after but that that moment of of you know that introduction of being like why are you protecting it and tundra was like this is my sister and then an instant later she's no longer in his arms and and during this this struggle between the two versus Giyu, Nezuko ends up protecting him. Well, Des- let's despite let's everything Giyu thinks start of demons. Off, start off with the explanation that that Giyu was giving, and being like, we have this heartfelt moment of internal dialogue with Giyu, but before that, we have this moment of him being like this is what a demon is it's very simple your sister got exposed to demon blood to her wounds and that's how demons multiply and they're they're man-eating she's going to kill and eat you he's like there's nothing you can do to help her yeah and i know you think you can well that's when tanjiro starts begging yeah he he goes full count i can i can i'll do whatever it takes it doesn't i'll hunt down the ones who who killed my family it wasn't nezuko and i even smelled another person sent there so yeah. it was them who killed my family i'll hunt them down and i'll kill them and i'll make nezuko better i'll do whatever it takes and Gyu being like there is no way to turn her back and and then proceeding to yell at him and call him you know a fool and then to switch over to that internal my dialogue of being like don't cry now like don't despair about it like unless unless you have the willpower to act in this moment there's there's no way you're gonna make it in any other yeah you're not gonna be able to put one he's not gonna be able to move on from this and he's also not going to be able to deal with any of the oncoming problems he might face so even if he somehow escapes Giyu right now with Nezuko, if his if his like 
moral like fiber his constitution uh, as a person gets altered he's never ever gonna find a way that isn't gonna lead him down a darker path so if he doesn't maintain right now he's going to go down a dark path and honestly on a flip side if he did anything to get her back he might have become like a demon later he might have gone down a path of seeking demons well, I mean... help more than I guess though. I, I guess help. I never really I never really thought about it like that. But it's one of those things where it's like right now, episode one, we still don't know yeah. what what route this is gonna go. And and we have this this interaction where like Gyu stabs Nezuko in the chest and then Tandro decides to act. And, and he feels he you know, he feels bad for Tanjiro. And he's like, But this is how it has to be yeah because that is his job this is his job as far as we know like what other reason is he here and he said if i made it here a day sooner half a day half a day sooner nobody would have died yeah right i for I, I i neglected to mention that and then the whole being like but you can't turn back time yep uh so in other words it's like the idea of like there's no way to bring back tondro's family that's not gonna happen in this anime and stuff like that really a really good way of being like this isn't about magic and stuff like that this is about there are humans and there are demons and demons kill and eat people uh and just really driving home the whole like synopsis of the show of being like yeah we learned about the demon hunter core now we see someone who has this sword with the engraving that says kill demons on it. Um, so now we, we found someone from the Demon Hunter Corps, which like such an awesome moment. But then then moving forward and being like, okay, now Tanjiro is going to act. And he throws that rock so we can go for the hatchet that's on the ground. Yeah. Oh, but before that, you, you, you can tell Giyu has thought nothing of Tanjiro's abilities, his capabilities. He thinks he's so distraught that he's just going to be able to kill Nezuko. He's going to have to deal with it and see what happens. The cards are going to fall where they may. But right now, he doesn't know that Tanjiro is kind of like in this desperate fight or flight moment. And he sees Nezuko get stabbed. And as you were saying, he grabs a rock, throws it, beelines it for his his hatchet, his axe. Yeah. And... He throws another rock and then starts beelining it at Just you. booking it. But I loved the way that camera pan happened and everything. Obviously, we keep jumping back to the art style. I just love it so much. I mean, it's it's one of the things that is going to happen a lot. Um, I will <laughs> say I will say the thing that missed for me really quick before we move on. Just to, again, I keep jumping back. Uh that scene where he was thinking about whether or not it could have been Nezuko and everything like that, I feel like the flashbacks were a little much. Like to the family? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're just rehashing trauma at, at, well, it's at like, a time. Like they're not, I mean, that wasn't even about trauma. It was literally just going back and be like, no, Nezuko was a person. Like, that could have just been dialogue. They didn't need to have flashbacks. I mean, yeah, it could have just been, like, 
in the moment he was running. It's like it couldn't be Nezuko. She wouldn't do this to my family. Or even have family. just even have just one flashback mm-hmm. to like, a point where really Nezuko really. was normal and like that happened already five minutes prior. Yeah, like since she was outside, they could have had the thing where an ominous figure walked up and then it was Nezuko first and then piece by piece you go everybody else you know that's probably you could just connect the dots my my whole thing there was like her being like like he's he's contemplating being like could this have been nezuko could she have killed everyone and he comes to the realization no but through these flashbacks and it's like well he would have came to the realization of being like no nezuko's always been a human you don't need to see her growing up like personally that's mm-hmm. that's what missed for me this episode yeah well was done. just that felt like it kind of took away a little uh yeah but moving on back fast forwarding again to tanjiro beelining it at Gyu, a man with a sword that says kill demons a man who clearly knows how to use one of these things yeah. and an unassuming tanjiro moves his head slightly out of the way the rock just barely misses him and then he gets to Gyu and he gets knocked out yeah with Gyu, the hilt of the blade Gyu, you know says like oh it's a, a charge based on uh his desperation you know. and, well and, desperation and uh and feeling we find out that it was also a distraction well he goes Gyu goes where's the where's the hatchet yeah because if you were watching it looked like he was holding it at his side and charging 100 percent for a hail mary swing of swords yeah and in the second he has fallen to his knees unconscious you see him go where the heck's the hatchet where'd it go (laughs) and then a second later he moves his head an inch to the like left or right i'm forgetting which way and the axe hits the tree right where his head would have been behind him yeah leaving him in a state of shock for a moment and realizing like he meant to take me out after i like i i struck him or i mean you know you assume you strike someone with a sword they're gonna die so um i feel like that came across kind of in both versions (laughs) um and he wasn't trying to kill him he was just trying to neutralize him because well, I mean, that was odd, because he hit him yeah. with the hilt of his sword. Yeah, he wasn't trying called to... Called him a fool. Yeah. And uh, and then that... But the axe gave that moment for Nezuko to break his grasp and kick him away. And... Defended Tanjiro after. And, and then that's when Gyu went and had that realization. That, that classic anime... Uh-huh. in the background while the eyes very slowly widen a little bit like oh i've just made a massive realization <laughs> like uh, the, oh shit something happened here and it, this is this is real this is the story uh but at the same time the most emotion other than anger that we see from you yeah I something mean, that it, surprises it more like him. disdain disgust and then just like like why just why why do you care but then but then following followed by something that surprises him and immediately you get the notion from this character that nothing would surprise him and because i'm telling he's telling tanjiro how it is he's telling us how it is but something's just surprised him and that's the act of nezuko instead of going to eat tanjiro jumping in front of him 
And then we kind of get, after that, a, like a little jump cut to Tanjiro waking up. Well, first it was like, Nezuko going for him and Gyu having that realization of... Oh, he knocks her out. These like two <laughs> these two might be different. Well, I think the, the only reason why he put his sword away is because he had that realization from Nezuko defending Tanjiro, having seen him get knocked out. Yeah, she wasn't going to eat him either and then oh my god it was so sad when tandro's mom was like i'm sorry we have to leave you take care of nezuko for me and i was like oh and and like talk about like a plot device you know just talk talk about nezuko effectively became a plot device yeah at the very end of this like protect her and you're like well he's asleep we don't know what really happened here like what did giyu do after he knocked both of them out and then you find them tanjiro wakes up right next to her and she's fine yeah she's just unconscious which was my like my qualm with the episode and i'm like can a demon be put to sleep i don't think they need to sleep well i mean she got knocked out yeah so is unconscious asleep eh, it depends on who you ask i guess but like well i guess because she all right, got all right. chopped in the neck let me let me <laughs> let me clarify what i mean by that you can be unconscious and asleep but unconscious does not mean asleep they're not equivalent so it's like we well we just learned that demons can be knocked unconscious so there's a way to stun them and keep them out for a bit. Well, I was like, I don't know. And this might be specifically that she's still kind of humanish. That that was totally easier to do. Maybe. And they said weakened because it took a lot of her regeneration ability. Yeah. Was, that we learned she has. Using a lot of her energy to heal her wounds. And... So she's starving and weakened right yeah. now. Which also means desperate, which is why she was crying while trying to maul Tanjiro before. Well, I I guess that's like the the kind of turning moment of the whole reason why Gyu feels as though they're different in the first place, right? And being like, in that moment, Nezuko was legitimately trying to fight that insatiable hunger. Yeah, she she truly was, and he, she stopped everything and was like, "I'm gonna attack this guy," and just like forget about Tanjiro. She's just like not not gonna attack him anymore. Not going for a kill. Not trying to eat or feed. It's protection, like you. I guess you could argue it was protection for herself and him. Yeah, but but at the same time, it it was very clearly like. No, I'm defending him. I mean, if you wanted to put it yeah. like that, she could have picked him up and ran. Oh, easily. But or just ran away herself and could have probably gotten away, but the fact that she stayed there and fought someone clearly better than herself to try and protect her little brother or older older brother? Older brother. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's the younger sister. Mm. But not I guess so young. Like, uh, I'll have to I'll have to listen again because she was apparently like the pride and joy of that village or something like that. Yeah, I mean a few people. 
But didn't only like one person in town mention her though? And then every everyone else was like, Oh, Tandra, 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 help me, help me, help me. Yeah, exactly. It's it was I, I guess that might maybe be a little more in the manga. I thought like she was to be wed or like people wanted to marry her, or something like that. I mean that does make sense though. Yeah, I mean uh the yes. <laughs> the, the the one thing that I'll that I will go into in terms of like uh that that next moment of him of him Tandra waking up and you being like never let her be exposed to sunlight and go to this place and then just is gone yeah he said go to this place find this guy get trained yeah well he literally like go go to find this guy at the foot of this mountain range don't let her be exposed to sunlight peace Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like also what was interesting is it was technically daytime but maybe because it was overcast she well, could be outside that's exactly what was explaining like you said direct sunlight. maybe maybe it's because of the snow right now why she's all right but never let her expose be exposed to sunlight and then pretty much vanished and th- and that was that yeah and then you know that sets up probably the next two episodes that we got well i just i just wanted to say about that end scene tandro now burying his family with nezuko having gone back to the house realizing that he doesn't have to take nezuko to a doctor um he's got to tend to his affairs he gives his his family a burial and prays over him and then uh has that one last look back which for me was like this storytelling of Tandro has nothing to look back for or nothing to look back to. So there's no... He has nothing left behind him. And now not only does he have determination and purpose, but there, there's nothing to go back to. So they're, they're, the only thing left to do is to, to move forward to go find this guy. Oh, yeah, that was extremely powerful. And also, just as like a note this is this is just something that i thought and i'm like just imagine how difficult it was for him to bury his family during a snowstorm that ground is going to be almost impossible to bury. oh well i i forgot to mention in that scene his hands were red and beat up like he was about to get frostbite but also had been digging through the cold hard earth with no tools yeah i was like just just paint that picture in your mind of how hard it would be for you to dig into the earth with a thick layer of snow over it just like and and what was it like five people he had to bury yeah he had like three younger siblings and his mom or something like that or yeah maybe a fourth younger sibling. no there was there was four younger siblings not including nezuko yeah I wasn't Fam- sure. a family of seven that's that's a lot that that's a lot i mean that is pretty old school though uh having a big big family oh 100 percent. yeah i mean you know we're talking baby boomer well before baby boomers <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that was that really set the tone for me of being like okay now now tandro has to move forward and he's learned a lesson from you and also experienced mercy from him right but we weren't expected to get no i think it was more at least for me in that 
was more about that like he's learned a lesson to to actually move forward and to not uh get get stuck in a moment or or beg for help or anything like that but to take action yeah don't get paralyzed in a situation like that and to keep moving and keep like like we'll see it we'll see it as the show goes on but that is a very constant theme here absolutely but it's also it's also a wonderful life lesson oh yeah anime with the life lessons right i mean coming in hot (laughs) (laughs) well it's one of those things where it's like we have this this person who's going through an incredibly hard time and it's important for for someone while they're going through a hard time to take action because if they don't he's not going to get anywhere and same thing for anyone in real life if you're going through a hard time well you gotta you gotta take action uh and that that's just a, a beautiful like i really love the writing of this anime so far just really like driving home so many points in one episode i mean yeah here we are talking about just one episode for as long as we have yeah i think and- it's been uh all like 40 45 49 minutes something it's like that. so easy to do it and then you know we're, we're still not done and exactly but you know that's kind of the conclusion we leave off on episode one the the sad look away of a life he's now no longer gonna have and now he has to move on to the next chapter yeah and that next episode and the next few episodes i know are wild <laughs> well i'm i'm, I'm but, looking more and more forward to each each and every one me too i mean like the talk about like a setup like we said it starts with a cold open and it ends with like i guess a little glimmer of hope and but also also like a really really hard life lesson oh yeah also also <laughs> we forgot to mention gyu uh saying oh, the demons might know a way to cure your sister um but there's no way you there's no way they'd tell you so it's like one of those things of like there is that small possibility, but it's also like, well, how alternate like, universe? There's no, there's no way of Tanjiro, at least right now, having yeah. the capability of making them tell him. Yeah. Also, like, you in, in like I said, in a darker timeline, like if he were to beseech a, a demon, they would not care. Oh, hundred percent. There, they would just kill him and eat him. Kill him, eat him, write him off, kill him dead super dead turn him into a demon super dead double dead something like (laughs) it could be it could be a whole number of awful things that happen yeah absolutely and and, you know i'm uh i'm I'm looking forward to the rest i can't wait to continue with this anime what was your uh what's your pick for mvp oh because we're gonna have an mvp every single episode so that there's a two contender here for me like a top two contender one being the obvious of like i guess awesome moment where you learn tanjiro isn't so helpless with how he critically thinks in a crazy situation yeah where he threw the rocks he threw the hatchet and then he beelined it at you that just shows where he's at and what he's willing to do and put himself on the line to do so you're like okay he's willing to throw his life away to get this outcome is that is that that your favorite scene that's like a favorite scene but also like crazy mvp moment where that also kind of flips the switch i feel like for giyu being like he has something so you're 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 putting tanjiro as the mvp for this episode yeah or 
that one guy that said Tanjiro, do not go home and stay here tonight. Old man Saburo. Old man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that was that was honestly my second pick for favorite scene because it sets such a huge tone. Watching it side by side, though, in first the sub, then the dub, I'm really disappointed with how the sub did with setting with that tone setting in the house. I feel like it really took away if, from from the original. If I recall, it was more of just like a an old guy kind of saying a story yeah just being like you should just stay here tonight which is kind <laughs> of what it was meant to be in so it's like i don't it's not that i completely disagree with the translation it's just how it came across like it carried much different weight for me and it wasn't because like i was watching the episode again because the episode's great like I'd watch the episode again in Japanese, and I feel like I'd still it would still have, that scene would still have the same effect on me versus watching it in English. It felt very very much like a hey, we've known each other for a long time. Here's a conversation. It was still it was still kind of creepy with the like short responses and stuff like that. I don't know why. Like maybe I can't put my specific finger on it, but I I just felt like it took away from the scene. Uh, there was one specific translation that I didn't agree with. But I don't remember what it was in this moment. Uh, and there we go. We got sirens. <laughs> yeah, sirens. That's okay. They're gone. <laughs> um, I, Yeah, no. So, so it's a hard pick between the two. So my MVP for this episode, the axe. The axe. <laughs> More specifically, possibly just the axe handle. Because that was the thing that went in. Oh, by the way, the the look of Nezuko when she had a bamboo thing in her mouth that we didn't mention. Yeah. Like, you put a piece of bamboo in her teeth so that she can't bite. Little chomp guard, yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) hilarious. Like, the oldest form of muzzle. I mean. And you put it on a person. Top 10. Top 10. 100%. But, But now, going back to, like, I think the axe is the MVP of this episode because without the axe. That firewood wouldn't be getting cut. That coal wouldn't have been getting made. Tanjiro would have gotten eaten. Gyu wouldn't have been impressed with Tanjiro because he would have had nothing to throw at him but rocks. And then what's he going to do? He's fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Take Nezuko and run, I guess, which he wouldn't get away from Gyu. You saw how fast he came at them. Oh, yeah. So my my top pick is the axe. (laughs) MVP. MVP. MVA most valuable X. MVA. 100%. Most valuable X. It is the MVP for this episode. Imagine for me. if that was the weapon of choice from like the rest of the show. He's I would like, love that. Hatchet. I would love that. That should be a thing. Yeah, they're like. Really Fucking going... put that stamp of kill demons in that fucking axe because it saved the goddamn day twice. <laughs> oh man, that would that yeah, no, the axe is an MVP. I'm not gonna I, lie. Like, <laughs> absolutely. To me when I was choosing MVPs, I was thinking people and things, but I'm like that axe, man. Like it, it's it, clutch. Like it literally the most clutch thing in the entire episode. Yeah. Like that that was the thing that it came was so in the used. most handy. It was the most used item. Like, uh-huh. you see it 
Like I thought you were gonna end. go with the. I thought you were gonna go with Q's sword for a minute there. No, no, no. Like I mean, that was like, it was such like an isolated item. That's true. Like, yeah. In the moment, like I was saying, like it, it, you were you couldn't help but get your eye cat caught by that. It was it was an eye catch. It was designed to be that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, it it was just a gorgeous episode. Episode one, ten out of ten. A hundred percent. I mean, let's let's really quick before we uh before we wrap things up uh i liked the scene in english the dub of them like tanjiro and them running through the woods tanjiro carrying nezuko i like that scene better in english i don't know why maybe it's something to do with like the voice acting and some stuff doesn't come across quite the same for me especially like learning a bunch of japanese and being like that translation adds up for what it what they're putting across because i know a lot like most things in japanese are uh specific what's the word i'm looking for based on the events that are happening oh uh you know what i mean yeah so so i think a lot of the stuff that comes across in the english translation is just easier to understand um but at the same time a lot of that is skewed because you know you got to match mouth movements and everything like that. Yeah, it's like a it's a whole another ball game when you're doing dub and sub and like also you have to think about your audiences, your Western audiences, because they're like, how is this gonna translate better for them? Right. Well, that's it, what it, I that's what I was saying about the uh, the sword the the Gyu saying in. In the sub, like, if you read the translation, it says, like, oh, he charged at me. He intended to take me down after I struck him. And in the dub, Gyu says, oh, he intended to take me down after I killed him. Which is why I said the whole, like, oh, yeah, well, like, one makes the assumption if they're struck by a sword, they're going to die. Yeah, I mean, he, he charged in there knowing that there was that potential outcome easy 100 percent. but that's that's what i mean in, yeah. in in terms of like some stuff does get skewed between translation uh because they can't just straight read the like translation that they put over it yeah I you mean, know what i mean that that they write out yeah it wouldn't work it w- unfortunately because yeah. i feel like that would that would make a lot of anime that falls really short in that uh like i'm sure an anime we will get to watching uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh yeah, that that's gonna be a time. They got a bad dub, <laughs> but we'll get into that when we get to it. Yeah, I was like, I've heard some of it. So some far, characters are cool. So far for me. Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, the voice actor for Gyu is Johnny Young Bosch, and he plays Lelouch Lamprouge from Code Geass. Okay, so that's how I immediately my brain like clicked in there and said, "Hey." Code Geass, a show I have yet to watch. Oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, may- maybe one of our older animes well, to watch. Maybe maybe we'll do that for a filler episode. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, for the filler episode. Maybe. Working title. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I was thinking every other week, you know, we're going to do something different. Uh, this way we can have two episodes to go over every anime, or every episode, rather. Um, which I know sounds weird coming out of my mouth. 
So bear with me. I will get a better explanation. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, I I think we should wrap this episode. Yeah, I I think we said all that can be said about one episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, just just overall, uh, I'm really excited to keep getting into this anime. Uh, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, I think is a fantastic show. Uh, overall, I mean, we, you go from the writing to the animation to, you know, anything you could put your finger on. They they do great with their foreshadowing. They, like, all things in episode one. Yeah, and character introductions are always kind of exciting and fun in the show. I mean, that's what it seems like, at least. But we'll we'll see what happens as the show goes on. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening uh, to the anime review, the filler episodes... One of our names will eventually get down and fully put across to you. So our next episode is a filler filler episode where we'll talk about random stuff, always a little bit about anime. Hope to have you along with us. Until then, you enjoy watching.